Well, hey, good morning and welcome back to the LifePoint Drivecast. My name's Paul. I'm the teaching pastor for the Marion campus. I hope you're doing well. Hope your day is off to a good start if you're listening to this in the morning. Uh, I would also say, hey, maybe your day isn't going well and uh, I'm sorry if that's the case. And if that is the case, maybe this season has been a hard season. Uh, Maybe you're feeling alone, you're feeling isolated. Um, I I want to encourage you, if you're not already engaged and plugged into a life group, uh, I really want to encourage you toward that. Uh, We had life groups launch uh, on Sunday and there are so many groups available. Um, And so just really want to encourage you to take advantage of of that. Um, Something that's really, really cool about the church is that uh, God makes us uh, differently and uniquely, and uh, that's really amazing. Um, but he, he also made us a part of one body uh, that really functions as his body in this world. And so what's amazing about life groups is we get people from different walks of life, different experiences, different ups, different downs, and and yet we all function together as the body of Christ, and, and we all really need each other. We benefit from one another. And so I'm just, I just want to... Um, Again, if you're not yet plugged into a life group, um, there's a group of people who would benefit from from having you involved, uh, and and you would benefit from being involved uh, to to hear how God has maybe worked in people's lives in, in a way that that maybe you haven't seen, and that would be a real encouragement to you, and, and maybe the same for others hearing your story and what God has done in your life. So I just want to commend life groups to you. I do hope you'll take advantage. Uh, of new groups launching and groups resuming again. Well, today we are in Revelation chapter 13, and we're looking at uh, verses 11 through 18. And in these verses, what we see is the final beast uh, that makes up this unholy counterfeit trinity. Uh, You have in chapter 12, the dragon who represents Satan. Uh, Then in chapter uh, the beginning of chapter 13, you have uh, what we refer to as the Antichrist, uh, who is the beast that rises out of the sea, who is empowered uh, by Satan, the dragon. And this third beast uh, really completes this counterfeit, unholy trinity. And, and this third beast rises out um, and he rises out of the earth and he is a false prophet. And his role in, again, this for the third time, unholy trinity is to really direct and acquire uh, worship of the Antichrist, which is ultimately worship of Satan. And that's really what Satan has wanted all along. He has wanted to be worshiped uh, as God. And so what happens with this, um, th- these three is that um, the world buys into um, the false, uh, the falseness and, and the evil of the Antichrist and of Satan. And this third beast really has a pivotal role in that. Now, what he does is he's given uh, by Satan really supernatural powers. And so he works miraculous things and the world sees this and they say, wow, this is real power. This is amazing. And they begin to worship the Antichrist because of the works of this third beast, this false prophet. And one of his um, most astounding works is there is an idol set up uh, of the Antichrist and people are worshiping that. And, and this third member of, of the unholy trinity, he um, makes this idol speak and has power and authority. And it's this amazing moment, according to the world, uh, where real power, quote unquote, real is here and people are worshiping the Antichrist. It is horrific. And what also happens is there is wrath against anyone who does not worship the Antichrist. There is death. There is um, incredible persecution, horrific persecution for those who remain faithful to the Lord in this time. And um, 
So I think you then you ask, okay, well, what do we do with this? And, you know, this past Sunday in Mary, and we talked about the concept of already and not yet. And so what we're reading here in these chapters 12, 13 is part of the not yet. Uh, we believe, most theologian, theologians believe uh, that this these events take place right before Jesus's uh, second coming in, in a period referred to as the Great Tribulation. And so, much of these things, you know, they haven't yet happened. There hasn't been an ultimate Antichrist um, that has set himself up, um, you know, at the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, there hasn't been this ultimate false prophet, and yet there have already been antichrists, as the Apostle John would say in his first epistle. And already there is um, this uh, push toward worshiping, of course, false things, which is ultimately a worship of Satan. And so then the question is, well, what then do we, we do? How do we respond to this? And I think what we really need to do is um, deception is foundational um, in Satan's plan. He wants to deceive. And when we are deceived, then we worship falsely. And so, in order to, to not be deceived, I think we need to be students of the Word of God, the true Word of God, the real Word of God. Because uh, just as our FBI agents um, you know, detect counterfeit money, they don't study counterfeit money, they, they study real money. And, and the moment counterfeit money crosses their desk or whatever, they can sense it and, and identify it immediately because they're so familiar with the real thing. And I think we need to be aware of that uh, as we look out um, for the tactics of the enemy, that we wouldn't be fooled, that we, we wouldn't be tricked by, by false power, by, by demonic power, that we would remain steadfast in the truth. Only God is worthy of our worship. And so that's one thing I, I would really just commend to you. If you look at the devotionals today, which you can find in the LifePoint Ohio app, one of the prayer prompts is that we would pray that God would give us discernment, not to be um, fooled by false authority, um, but convinced and led by the ultimate authority found in Christ alone. And so I do want to lead us uh, toward that point of prayer this morning, um, that we would really uh, commit to being students of the word so that we're not fooled and we're not deceived. And so um, I want to kick us off in prayer and I do want to encourage you to pray as well. And I do want to say thanks again for joining us here on the Drivecast. Uh, I do hope you'll join us again tomorrow. So let's pray again. I'll start us off. I want to give you some time to close. Father, thank you that you hear us. Thank you for your word. Um, as we study your word and we look in Revelation 13 and we see this unholy trinity, would you help us be motivated um, to really study your word, which is the truth, uh, which works in us. Uh, your word, you promise to be alive and active, and, and we ask that you would make it just that for us as we engage in uh, what you have written, engage in your instruction so that we wouldn't be fooled. And in being fooled, we wouldn't uh, worship the enemy because only you, Father, are worthy of our worship. Uh, Jesus, thank you for living for us, for dying for us. Um, help us worship you rightly um, and, and be led in truth. Holy Spirit, uh, lead us, guide us, direct us um, in only the ways that you can. We need you today. Lead us as we go. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.